0: In the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit one god amen blessed holy week for everyone it is uh, arranged by our beloved church that this week to be saved as very near and dear to all of us and this is taken from the account of the scriptures all the four gospels have dedicated a big amount of readings and the things that took place during this week. For example, technically half of the Gospel of St. John, starting from John chapter 11 all the way till the end, the resurrection and the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many themes we can draw upon and take many lessons during this week but just to have this focus on one thing let's start with the beginning of today what happened in the morning a very great event happened and a great triumphal entry of the lord into jerusalem And people were cheering and shouting, and kids were hailing to him. And on the other side, we see people full of hatred, envy, and they are boiling from inside. They want to get rid of the Lord. And we see this because the Lord Jesus Christ is genuinely the true King and this if we take it as a theme in this week we see that on sunday today the lord is entering into his kingdom jerusalem is the city of the king tomorrow we see a total change this kingdom that the lord entered as a king was refused This kingdom showed beautiful things from outside. Either we look to the temple, and even the disciples fell into this when the Lord was teaching them about the second coming and the end of the world. And they were sitting on Mount Olives. They told him, look how beautiful the temple is. And the lord simply told them there will not be one stone kept on another stone and the other condemnation that happened is for the jews at that time and the symbol of that was in the barren fig tree beautiful from outside no one can say otherwise But when you come and search for fruits, there is none. So Sunday, the king entered into his kingdom. Monday, he refused the kingdom because of the hypocrisy. And the third day, he condemned this kingdom. On Tuesday, I always remember it as a 3T Tuesday the teaching of the lord in the temple and he said the parables of the refusal the parable of the casting away of the jewish kingdom and the days unfold with all the problems that happened with the kingdom of the lord wednesday is a day where we see Comparisons. We see a comparison between a disciple, a prominent disciple, a disciple that walked with the Lord from outside faithfully, but from inside he was a thief, he was a robber, he was a betrayal. And the other side, we hear about the anointing of the Lord by Mary, just a simple woman, maybe looked down at that time, maybe among the weak sector of this community, but her act was memorable. Her act, the Lord Jesus Christ himself said it will be mentioned as a memorial to her because she did this anointing with this precious perfume for my burial. So we are again before a comparison, or in other words, a contrast. The smell of betrayal by a disciple and the smell and the aroma of a great fragrant oil that she anointed the Lord. The things take a very important turn starting Thursday. The Lord reinstitutes the real kingdom. And he institutes the sacrament that the kingdom is built upon. And that is some help. The sacrament of the whole eucharist the communion this is the backbone of the church and when the lord instituted the sacrament he offered himself before he offered himself on friday and some people get a little bit confused about this how did the lord institute this sacrament on Thursday. Why didn't he do it the day of his crucifixion? And here is something very important. There were two calendars at the time of the Lord on Earth, the calendar of the Galileans and the calendar of the Judeans. And the Passover was different between both. And because the Lord Jesus Christ, Came for everybody he fulfilled the sacrifice he fulfilled the Passover on Thursday and he fulfilled the true Passover on Friday so he would make himself available for everybody and then the day of Friday is the culmination of this kingdom. David the psalmist says in the first psalm in the ninth hour, the Lord reigned over a wood. This is his kingdom that he instituted on the cross. Saturday as well as Sunday is the guarantee is the pledge of the kingdom but not a kingdom on earth a kingdom to come in heaven a kingdom we start now we taste now and then the fulfillment would be up in heaven the way we look to the holy week have to be in the context of looking at the fasting the Lent, and as well as the Holy 50 days to come. We look to it as seven weeks of fasting, the Lent, the Lenten season, and then seven days of focus, being so focused on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the seven following weeks after the Holy Resurrection are the weeks of feasting. Where the church, our mother, the church in her wisdom, puts for us things that we have to understand. There is no fasting. Some people will look to it, yes, that's the time. I'm going to make it up for the Lenten season. This is not the core. There is no matanias, There are no prostration. Yes, I'm going to give myself a break from all the painkillers I used to take Because of all the prostrations. No my friends This is the very superficial meaning from outside The church is telling us through the suffering We will reach the kingdom of heaven Abuna says it in the conclusion of the exposition that through his suffering He may save us. So, one of the church fathers, St. Augustine, says it in a very, very nice way. He says the height of his glorification had to be preceded by the passion of his cross. I, as a person, as a weak person, want to reach the glorification, want to be acknowledged want to have this high level and this dignity and this position. But this never happens, even in our secular lives. I want to gain a very nice and elite place in the society. Does this come by sitting back without doing anything? I want to be successful in a sport. Does this come by some connections? that uh, someone is going to introduce me to a big team, never happened and never will happen because this is the core that the Lord has put on earth to give us the idea of the better purpose to do in heaven. If I live on earth 100 years and I want to have a good place on earth, I work hard. How about if I tell you if you want to have a good place in eternity? How harder you and I should work? We have to have this really, really pinned in our minds and hearts. Otherwise, we lose a lot of things that God has given us but we're not utilizing them fully it is very very clear that as we are living on earth we aim to unite with Christ because any one and any thing even that is united with the Lord Jesus Christ takes from his attributes I'll give you an example. The cross, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, the cross is not something live, right? It's a piece of wood. To the point that it was very, very clear that you want to humiliate someone, make him crucified. What is the cross for us now as Christians? What is the cross for us? It is the glory of God. It is the sign of salvation. We have doxologies for the cross. We have psalis for the cross. We have feasts for the cross. The priests are adorned with crosses. Our houses are adorned with crosses. When I'm afraid, I make the sign of the cross. When I want to show my faith, I make the sign of the cross. A lot of things that we are very familiar now, we do with the cross. Because the cross was attributed to the Lord of glory. I want to have this eternal life with him. I want to be united with him. As St. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, if we suffer with him, can you help me? We will be glorified together with him. Romans chapter 8. And we have the example, the very beautiful example, the saints in the church history those people are never to be forgotten not because they are not to be forgotten because humans this is their nature but because they attributed their weak nature to the eternal nature of the Lord and this is what God has given us he gave us a lot of capacities but I find myself not gaining the full stature of these capacities because I don't give myself fully to Christ. The people in the morning today, what did they say to the Lord? Hosanna, save us. This was not good enough for them. And it is definitely not going to be good enough for us. Because a few days later, when they were enticed by the Pharisees and the scribes, what did they do? Something came in two words again. They say, crucify him, crucify him. Do you think what they did was something going to be memorable to them in a good way or in a bad way? In a very bad way. Judas Iscariot, he attributed himself to the Lord. And he has eternal memory. No one can claim otherwise. But what kind of memory do we remember when we remember Judas Iscariot? A good one? A very bad one. What kind of aroma that it brings to memory when we remember the smell of betrayal? A very bad smell. And on the other hand, Mary, who anointed the feet of the Lord, had an eternal memorial to her. The Lord says it with his divine mouth. Every time this gospel is preached, it will be a memorial to her for what she has done. A last thing I want to conclude with you. As we said, this is the week of the kingdom. The king is entering into the kingdom. And the king is instituting the new kingdom because Jerusalem refused him. We have to think about it in the same context. We have to look into it from the first gospel of this eve and the last gospel of this eve. It talks about, about two seeds. One of them was in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 12. The Lord says with his divine mouth, If the grain of wheat did not fall in the ground and, and die, it shall be left alone. But, but if it goes in the ground and dies, it shall bring many more what is the seed or the grain of wheat this is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ that he has invested in each one of us I'm not talking about priests only I'm not talking about monks or nuns only I'm not talking about men I'm not talking about women I'm not uh, excluding children I'm talking about any one that is called after the name of the Lord Jesus Christ This is the beauty of Christianity that sometimes I don't reach the fullness of because I don't make myself fully vulnerable to the Lord When we hear the gospel in the morning the Lord told his disciples go Get the donkey and the colt. And out of his simplicity, he is telling them, and if someone asks you, why are you losing the colt? Tell them, the Lord is in need of them. Is this truly the core of it? Is the Lord in need of me? He is my creator. St. Augustine says it one time, God created us God loved us not because we are good but because He is good. this fact a lot of times get bypassed get overridden sometimes I take a lot of things for granted I take My life for granted I take partaking of the Holy Eucharist for granted I take the Holy Passion Week for granted and this will never will never bring us to the fullness of the stature of Christ as Saint Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 we want to reach the fullness of the stature of Christ We have to give him our full time. This being said, I'm not telling you quit your job, ditch school, don't do anything at home. This is not my message. Please look to the real meaning of the message. I can glorify God in every moment of my day when i am playing sports i can glorify him when i'm studying i can glorify him when i'm going to my school when i am working when i'm walking in the streets god is not calling us to separate ourselves from the world because guess what he is the one who has put us in the world he doesn't want us to live in the world and be consumed by the world and forget about him our creator the one who has put us in this time and in this dignity of being called Christians what separates Christianity from any other belief or religion is this It is not a set of rules it is not a set of rituals have I uh, come too late have I made 12 matanias or 13 oh Lord I can't remember have I fasted nine hours as the church says or maybe eight hours and 50 minutes this is not the core what separates Christianity is it is a relationship With Christ, it is not following rules and rituals and forgetting about Christ Himself. It is following Him in the steps of Christ throughout this week. Our beloved, (coughs) the saintly Father Abuna Bishoy Kemel, had a very nice saying. I will conclude with. He says. Now, Lord, I understand what it means when you said, take up your cross and follow me. He says, my cross is my struggle against my weaknesses and the hardships that I am facing on a day-to-day basis. And your cross are the sins that I'm not able to handle on my own. When the Lord, in the Old Testament, any of the greatest prophets, Moses, the arch prophet, he wanted to see the Lord. In the book of Exodus, chapter 33, you read about it? And Moses had the audacity to say, Lord, I want to see you. And the Lord says, no one sees me and live. And he put him in a place and he said, you're going to see me from my back. You know what does this mean? This means it is a prophecy about following him. He has carried the cross. He has walked the burden. He has walked this way And he told us to follow him. Satan always tries to make us refrain from anything has sufferings. To the point that if we don't partake of his sufferings, we're not going to partake of his glory. And he wants us by this to to be separated from Christ. St. Paul again says it clearly. In Romans chapter 8 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? من عن المسيح The suffering is the way to the glorification. The height of his glorification had to be preceded by the depth of his passion. As Saint Augustine says, Abuna Tadros Yaob used to say this to us in Alexandria. He says, a recommendation for all of us. When you are in any settings, please put a cross before you. Put a cross before you. For two main reasons. Number one, when Satan tempts you to fall into sin, and say, it is easy. There is a man wearing black in the church. I'll just go and say whatever I did. Problem solved. He says, if Satan tempts you with this, look what your sin have done to your Savior. And on the other hand, if Satan tempts you by despair, there is no way you're going to be able to overcome this sin, this has taken deep roots in you, look to the power of the cross of the Lord and His resurrection. May the Lord accept our prayers, our fasting, and accept us to be united with Him. Please, don't just think to be associated with Him. Because if you just associate yourself with him a little bit, you're going to be away from him for most of the time. But our goal as his children is to be united with him. And the culmination of this unity is in the altar. In the ultimate sacrifice that the Lord has instituted for us. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen.